Someone once wrote, it's never the size of your problem that is the problem. It's a lack of momentum. Without momentum, even a tiny obstacle can prevent you from moving forward. All human beings on this planet are driven by momentum, whether we are aware of it or not. In this moment, we are somewhat where we are due to the momentums that we've been building and participating up to this point. God has created you and me for flow, to be in sync with this river of life. And as we find the place of sync with this presence, there is a momentum that is created in our lives. All of us want to stay on the offense right? We all want to keep the ball. We all want to move downfield. Yet so many of us feel stuck these days. The events of this last season has upended our personal professional lives. Certainties that we used to take for granted are now uncertain. Routines that gave us comfort are now gone. Many plans and projects that we have lined up have been scrapped or derailed. Sometimes we feel stale, stagnant, and stalled. This phenomenon often happens because we have not taken the initiative to create new spiritual momentum. Sometimes one sermon, one deliverance, one miracle, one healing, one vision, one prophetic word, one relationship is all all it takes to start momentum and in that moment can break you through and give you the momentum that you need to go forth and have impact. In this episode of Keep It 100, we'll have a heart-to-heart talk with dynamic best-selling author, pastor, movie producer, and international speaker, Sammy Rodriguez. Welcome to Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Join us in this space where we take on real issues with real insight and a real inspiration. This podcast is for those not looking for temporary relief to change circumstance, but revelation to forever change lives. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Keep It 100. Come on, everybody. It is Christmas time. And from Sean and Krista, we just want to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you guys. (laughs) Oh, man. We have a great episode planned for you. So I want to begin, speaking of this Christmas time, I want to ask you, Krista, what is your favorite childhood gift in memory? Easy. I think it was when I was 10 years old, you guys, I have always loved the drums, like, and I loved the Muppets. And there was an animal drum set, literally, you know, the one animal that just goes crazy on the drum set. (laughs) My man animal. Obsessed with him. And I wanted the drum set so bad, the drum kit. And my parents legit got me a Muppets trap set. And they set it up in the laundry room, which was freezing at the time. They put a heater in since. But when I was little, it was like freezing. And I would go there and just bang and wail on that thing. It was so fun. Literally, it was my favorite because it was loud. It was crazy. And it was drums, which anyone that knows me to this day, I still love myself some percussion. So it was it was a great, very memorable. I don't think my parents probably appreciated the fact that they actually got that for me after the fact because it was so loud well, <laughs> but, it was great, but it was great now well, you can you still play drums to this day no you know what i took um drums like fifth sixth seventh eighth grade and then i had to choose between like band and sports and all that and it was like there was just no brainer like i was yeah. all about the sports, sports. like I, sports was always gonna win like same. everything so i ended up just giving all my time to sports and i didn't pursue that but i did love it so, but I did take it for four years. So, I mean, was that right? No, I fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Yeah, fifth, four years. So hey, that's a good amount of time. Something, a little hey. something there. All right, question back to you. What was your favorite gift? All right, so during my era, Besides they had me. these uh, motorized little cars that you could charge them up and they could go on their own around a track called Sizzlers. So Sizzlers were awesome because <laughs> you didn't have to push them. You just click it on underneath the car and you would just let them race around the track. Well, I wasn't going to get no Sizzlers, <laughs> but I did get Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels was- well, I, I love was Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, you had to push it yourself, you guys. Yeah. It was kind of like inner city cars that would break down. You had to push it 
over to the side of the road. But I got a Hot Wheel track and I would just sit there pushing my cars around. It would fly off the track. Very seldom would even make it around the track one time, but it was just the thought. And oh, then awesome. we took the track apart and made the Hot Wheel go off stairs. Yes. We made the Hot Wheel go through the tub. We made Hot Wheel <laughs> in dirt in the back of the apartment, put a little water in it. And it was like going through the mud. But then the unexpected, the Hot Wheel track could come apart, right? You'd have to put the Hot right, Wheel track right. together. So my grandmother, when I get in trouble, she would whoop me with my Hot Wheel track. No, so here, she wouldn't. She would. So here I got a Christmas gift of a Hot Wheel with a Hot Wheel track. But if I got in trouble, my grandma would no. spank me oh, with a with a Hot Wheel. That's so, so it's kind of like, uh, I had a favorite childhood memory, but that hey. To the tool that whipped me. Oh man, oh. My, my grandma went straight Medea on me. That's but like legit downer. I always say I earned every single whooping <laughs> I ever single got I but one. You're so cute. If but, you would have like, given me that little face, I, I couldn't have whipped it. I just know what. You're sweet. You're so cute. But I just remember I was an owner of a Hot Wheel and a Hot Wheel track. So that was good. I was trying to always get some more Hot Wheels and we would trade them. And it was all like a little undermarket, little knockoff Hot Wheels. We'd try to get it so oh, I was crazy oh I loved I loved some good hot wheels I played with those arms too come on because you know what they were like little Barbie accessories that's right that's, that's right. right that's right well hey come as on. everyone knows we have a conference coming that's up that's right coming next up next month that's right coming up in January 19th through the 21st many of you know about momentum but more than knowing about it we want you to capture the heart of it the intention of momentum is really to gather the hungry the revivalists around the nation to come together like-minded people that are believing for the more of God that say Jesus we know they're an outburn. I want to be a part of it. I want to be used as I believe a really uh, the end time army of God that's being raised to carry up the move of God for right now and in this hour. And we believe momentum is going to be a catalytic gathering. It's going to be a time of marking. It's going to be a time where we're never the same. And you know, we really prayed about the timeline of it. And to have it in January, we know um, is a little bit of a push, but we felt like the Lord said momentum begins at the beginning. So we're putting it at the beginning of the year intentionally. And we really put that as a fleece before the Lord, we invited all these people that we recognize carry that breaker anointing are going to have the now word of the Lord. And we, when they all said, yes, we are all like, that's God, like that's God. And so we're taking a risk here, but we're taking a God risk. And the risk is we are saying, come on, let's gather in the Bay area, an unlikely place up until now, it's going to become a very likely place, an unlikely place. And we're going to fill this building and we're going to see God literally pour out heaven in the Bay area. I want you, I want to invite you come and be a part of it. I want you not to come alone. If you're a pastor or a leader, bring your staff, bring the people that are lead intercessors, the prayer ministry team, your worship team, get your leadership infused with the, with momentum, with the move of God. And you know what I love is Sean, you had, and I want you to share this and we're spending a moment on this because we don't want you to hear an event. We want you to hear the heart and you capture the heart by hearing why are we doing this? And it's because the Lord is told to do it. But that statement about what is momentum? Oh, momentum is simply a move that won't quit moving. Come that on. after you've had the event, you don't want to quit there. You want to continually see impact roll through your life and through your region. So get in the room, get yourself a seat, go on seanacrissasmith.com, get registered today, but don't just register yourself, register your team, your friends, your family, those that you want to run with, those that are like-hearted, like-spirited, that are believing for the revival, the move of God. Come and join us January 19th to 21st. We want to see you there. Can't wait to worship and contend for revival with you. We're going to have phenomenal lineup. I'll just throw this in. You guys, 
guys. We're going to have Tommy Ariomi, who is being used mightily across the nations. Prophet, another prophet, Emma Stark, that heads up in the United Kingdom, an entire movement of prophets and raising up and training uh, literally prophetic people all over the nations of the world. But we're going to have also with worship, Matt Gilman has led worship years in IHOP. And as I've said, he's probably led more stadium gatherings amongst tens upon tens of thousands of any other young worship leader around. Deidre Greathouse, founder and original uh, singer, her and her brother made up this phenomenal gospel group back in the day, Anointed. She is also a worship leader now in Houston. They're going to all come together. And yes, our other speaker will be Sammy Rodriguez. I'll, I'll introduce him in a moment, but you don't want to miss it. But more than That's anything, right. and Kristen and I are going to be there, more than the people that are going to be there, we're believing for an atmosphere, a marking, a set-apart threshold, a flashpoint, encounters. We believe that this is going to be a mighty time for you to take back revival with you wherever you're going to be returning and have momentum. And with that, this episode is on momentum. And last episode, we talked about momentum has a focus. And this time, we were talking about momentum carries a flame. And we couldn't think of anyone better than Dr. Samuel Rodriguez. He's a mighty man of God. Many people know him as a preacher, pastors with his wife, Evie, in the Sacramento area, New, New Seasons Church. Many people do not know that he has produced three Christian movies. He's involved in Hollywood. He's been an advisor to presidents. So join me right now as I have this amazing conversation with Dr. Samuel Rodriguez. All right, keep your 100 tribe. You are not even ready for this. Y'all, y'all not even ready. I got one of my great friends, international, uh, renowned in, in crazy demand. In fact, he'll have to tell you, he just came off a plane from overseas, Dr. Samuel Rodriguez. Sammy, how you doing, bro? Great to be with you. Honored to be with you. Oh man, that is amazing. Now, we were just talking about this. Let's do this part first. We go back to the early 90s. We, we're actually now approaching OG status. Is that correct? Oh, OG. Yeah. We go, <laughs> we go back. Early 90s. Early. We were both young buckaroos. And the matter of fact, for the audience, I used to push Sean around in a stroller. He would push me around in a stroller. So it was, on, it was the Sean. It was the Sean. And it was always Prophet Sean. And I was like Evangelist Sam back in the day. And yeah, we were like in daycare together. I don't mean literally the same daycare, but you were still young. But I got you. We go way back. We go back, man. We were doing youth conferences for Pacific <laughs> Latin American District. Our great friend yeah. Nick Garza. Oh, man. I remember Third Day Network in church. Just phenomenal. Yep. The apostolic work you put your hand to. Uh, you gave me the first shout out for my first book when I came out. Uh, we came and had lunch and just crisscrossing. And even up to recent, we find ourselves at some conferences together, which is truly an honor that if I could be on the same platform with my brother, Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, man, I must be uh, doing yeah. all right. Yeah, you're, 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 you're humble. And that's why God blesses and continues to enlarge your territory. It's, it's the other way around. You know, there's a statement that, that, that I've made for 30 years. There's a fine line between the prophetic and the pathetic. I'll repeat that. There's a fine line between the Come prophetic on. and the pathetic. And the reason that I am with this man of God on this podcast, no joke, he is one of the most legitimate prophetic voices on the planet, without a doubt. And thank you. And I really mean that. Thank you for doing what you do, meaning letting the flow of God's spirit speak through you. You're an oracle of righteousness and justice. And then your bride, what is that? It's like prophetic on, on camel macchiato with a double shot. So, I mean, I'm, that's why I love you guys because you're legit. You're authentic, you're transparent, and you hear from heaven. So thank you for being the real deal. And that's why we love you guys. 30 years, that's why we love you guys. Hey, you and Evie and man, just you guys and what you've trailblazed, what you've done. I just think back, just sitting there, I think we were at Hacienda Crossing, one of the restaurants with Nick, you and I, we were just dreaming and talking about stuff. And you have sat with presidents, you've uh, traveled the nation, some of the biggest churches. You're talking about humility, man. I try to keep 
keep up with you on IG. Now tell us, man, you just got off the plane from overseas. Sam, you got to tell us about that, bro. I was in Lima, Peru, just got off the plane. Lima, Peru, uh, Sergio, the Ordung family is an, the iconic family in Peru. They, they pastor the largest church, not, not just in Peru. It is the largest church in Peru by, by far. They, they just retrofitted a, a bull stadium that fits 25,000. And that's for their home church. And so I was there yesterday. You can see the stuff on Instagram. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, it's one of the largest churches uh, on the planet. One of the top five buildings in, in Christendom being used today to the max. But it's just God's move in Latin America. It, there's something, you know, wherever I go, they, they were they had strict COVID restrictions. They were locked down for all this time until recently, by the way. They had to wear masks uh, to get to, to get to get into the building because the government, you know, imposed it. But I, I tell you this, we are about to see a move of God. Come on, man. And more, pe- more people saved, more people delivered, more people healed, more people filled with the Spirit of God, more social architects and cultural reformers rise up than ever before in human history. The next thing to fill the earth will not be COVID 2021 and 22. It will be the glory of the risen Christ Jesus. And that's why you and I are blessed to be alive for such a time as this. Man, Sammy, I, 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 I jump up and down, run across the room, but I mess up all the equipment. I can't help but want to shout you down. You you have planted churches. You have overseen networks. You have traveled the nations. You preach. You have spiritual sons that are knocking it out of the park. You speak to movements. You speak to government. You speak to the president. You travel. But tell us your origin story, man, because I know there are a lot of people out there that are listening that appreciate the touch of God and you you walk in such integrity and just authenticity. You're real deal. You you walk in power. You're, you're a preaching machine. But, you know, you had an origin story. You began someplace. And I know a lot of people, they would love to hear it. So, man, tell us your origin story, Sammy. I began in the little town of Bethlehem. No, I, I really did. That's not, I'm not making for that real. up. That's straight up. I'm from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So I, I began in the little town of Bethlehem. Oh, Bethlehem. So, yeah, that's why I have a messianic complex. So I really began in the little town of Bethlehem. Uh, my my dad was a mad truck worker. Bethlehem is known for Bethlehem steel. The area is known for, for just heavy blue collar back where I was growing up. I'm in the 80s and 90s, you know, just like you are. And I began in Bethlehem. My parents are not pastors, but they are Christians. They raised me up in an incredibly strong Christian home. I remember growing up that at the age of three and four, I would pray constantly. And I mean constantly. I remember going to kindergarten and first grade, walking outside. I would talk to God as if he were there. It finally hit me when someone asked me who you're talking to, that you couldn't talk to, not that you couldn't, that people think, people would think, assume that you have mental issues if you would be talking out loud with no one being there. So I had this, I, I just was born with conversations with God and about everything. And I'm a math and science guy. So it was math, science, God, math, and science, and obsessed with the presence of God uh, until right about the age of 13, 14, and I'm going through puberty. All of a sudden, this guy walks into my church, Bernie Gillow from Teen Challenge. He was the, the choir director. Now he's the global vice president now. He's in his 70s now. He's the global VP. He walks in there. He's never met me. This is back in the 80s. And he stops. He's doing, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. So he's leading the Teen Challenge Choir in my Assembly of God Church in Pennsylvania. And, and for he's visiting now. He's not part of our church. So he's visiting from Reedersburg, from David Wilkerson's ministry. And he stops in his stream. He goes, Holy Spirit, um, the Lord's telling me there's a Sammy in the audience. Sammy. I'm the only Sammy in the entire church, oh right? It, it was the, oh it, by the way, it, it was a Latino church. So they all went like, I just have muchacho. Um, 
which 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 would traumatize everybody. If, if you're Generation Z and you're watching this, you're probably going to therapy right now for what you just heard. Because it's just, it's just like, whoa, what just happened? So I'm going like, what is this? Sammy, my pastor goes, Sammy, come here. So I come up in the aisle. The guy looks at me and says, Sammy, you're a boy. You will be a man of God. Man of God. God says man of God. And he lays out everything I'm doing now. And I mean everything. Everything. Wow, bro. You know, you know how he concludes his declaration? I just interviewed him for, for our television show. And he concludes his impartation, his prophetic word of this. Sammy, the Lord says, you will pray for president of the United States of America. Oh my. Oh my. My friend, I'm 13, oh about to turn 14 years old. Talking about, I am a byproduct. You ask, what is your spiritual origin? I am the byproduct of legitimate prophetic impartation. And, wow. and that right there just paved the way. God went before me. Deuteronomy 31 verse 8. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 2. Isaiah 52 verse 12. He went before me clearing the way, leveling the mountains, addressing the obstacles, coming against all vestiges of oppression, the glory of the Lord. The Lord goes before you. His glory is your rear guard. I live all of that. And then by the grace of God, as you will know, I've been able to serve as in an advisory capacity to three presidents of the United States of America and seeing God's glory around the world. Man, oh my goodness. And you know, this is so good because, you know, as we talk about the prophetic, you know, there's the fortune cookie variety that they're on Facebook <laughs> and they give a generic word. God woke me up this morning. And it's like, yeah, come on, bro. Just, just tell folks, you just want to encourage them and it came from you. That's good. But then yeah, but I, I, there is the authentic, yeah. hold your hat. The ground is about to shake underneath you. Real deal that Look. just, in that moment, you recognize God is real. God has intervened in your world. You will never be the same. Listen, years later, years, and that's why I love you. Again, it's just you and your amazing bride, the, the legitimacy and the authenticity of your word. Uh, I've, and I'm going to say this for your audience. I've never seen Prophet Sean. I've never seen him miss. Never. Wow. My point to you, it's not like there's a miss. I've never seen a miss. And that's why Cindy Jacobs is one of, who's my spiritual mom. She always talks about Prophet Sean as one of the most legitimate voices in Christian as, as a prophet. So hey, Mama Cindy, right? Years ago, she comes yes. and Mama has been speaking into me for years since I was a young buckaroo. I mean, throughout. And that's why she's one of my one of my elders. She, she looks at me one day. We were church planning in Sacramento, like, as you know. Well, right when we started, we grew. So we were kicked out of where we're at. And then we went to another place. We were renting from another church and they kicked us out because we, we, yeah, we grew faster than they were growing. So they, they were about to kick us out. So Mama Cindy walks in and right in that time, and I'm thinking, God, give me a word about buildings, resources, you know. And in my mind, I'm going, I hope today I get to work. She looks at me. I'm seated next to my wife. She looks at me and says, Sammy, stand up. Sammy, the Lord says, are you ready for this? And I'm going like, God, tell me $3 million, $5 million, $10 million. Tell me, this is the word. <laughs> Sammy, the Lord says, Hollywood. I literally went like, wow. What? what? I need a building. <laughs> why, Holly? Like, what? Like, I don't deny that's a word, but what? Like, guess what? That word activated the fact that by the grace of God, right after that word, I was called in by major studios in Hollywood to come and consult. I am the, by the grace of God, all because God had a word, gave me a word and I embraced it. Uh, I'm the producer of three films, the, uh, you know, Breakthrough. That was God's idea in me to make that a movie. Phenomenal. And, and that, you know, that won a double award, best film, nominated for an Academy Award for best score, one of the top grossing Christian films, um, meaning faith-based films. It, it was through a secular studio, 20th Century Fox and then Disney, but it had that faith element about the power of the Holy Spirit and one of the top grossing faith films. So I am a byproduct, talking about spiritual origins. I'm a byproduct of the Holy Spirit intervening, breaking the space-time continuum to give me a word that would push me to address every vestige of adversity 
adversity, overcome the obstacles, keep on walking because the word of God, Luke 137, the word of God never fails. That is so crazy profound. Oh my God. And that's a good point. Our Kim 100 listeners, Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, man, he's involved in Hollywood movers and shakers and just incredible films. Now with that early origin story, how did you begin in ministry? Now, obviously we're all called to ministry. We know that. But in terms of you beginning to take a mic, you beginning to step into a professional capacity of ministry. How did that begin for you? That word, Bernie Lowe, and it was undergirded with a, with my entire life of prayer now. So it's not like I was this heathenistic kid. I was a virgin, innocent kid from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, who went to church a lot. Back in the day, we were, meaning in my cultural context, we went to church a lot. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We went to church a lot. So my mom made me go to church. I'm going to be honest. It was either go to church or die. I, I, I chose church. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I have no regrets. <laughs> so I chose church, but I had my relationship. Yeah, she forced me. But I'm going to be honest. I would talk to God every day. I had this, this different relationship. So when I got that word from, from this man of God, Bernie, I started preaching. That year, I wrote my first sermon. At the age of 16, I had my first outing. So I preached the first time in my church when I was 14. When I was 16, I preached in a place called Camden, New Jersey. For the first time, my, my first message called, was, I was 16, was called The Last Refuge. The Last Refuge. And uh, I still have it in my office. I have the, the original writing of my first sermon. And uh, and then God just blessed the preachings. More, more crowds drew in, more crowds drew in. And then I found myself preaching at the age of 18, 19, 20 to thousands, uh, primarily young people. And then God blew it up in California. He, I came to California when I was 17 years old to preach in East LA. Um, and God blew it up, preached in one of the largest churches. I was 17 years old. And then that snowballed into in, in this righteous God ordains that way beyond Sam Rodriguez. I'm going to be honest, way beyond me. Just God gave me a word. There's a calling. The mantle has always been greater than me. I'm going to repeat that. The mantle's, mm. your mantle's greater than you. The mantle and the calling have always been greater than Sam Rodriguez. And you grow into it spiritually. And then if you really, and, and not only, you're never going to be greater than your mantle. So even if you grow into it spiritually, you're always going to be, you need to be surrounded by other people to help you manage the calling and the mantle upon your life. Because if the mantle is your size, you're going to think it's you. You're going to think it's your ability and your gifting, but it isn't. It's the grace of God, the calling of God. It's Romans 8.30. He called you, he chose you, he gave you right standing, and he placed upon you his glory for you to carry for him. So it's it's always about him. It's always about Christ. So that's when I started preaching 16, and, and then it, it blew up. Then, then we started preaching to literally thousands in arenas across, and that's where we met. Right there, I was 21, 22, 23, that's when I met you, and we were both preaching. We were both young. We're still young, but preaching to thousands of young people in Plaid. I was preaching at GLAD, all the different acronyms, all the different youth conventions, and, and here we are. That's amazing, bro. Just, you know, when you said that thing about the mantle is bigger than you, you know, one of the things that I, I know you're aware of this, I'm aware of, we see this, you know, tragically, we see different vessels fall, and it just seems like they come in flurries, and we're in the midst of one of those flurries that there are different ones that have, and made bad decisions. And there's always kind of more you feel are in the queue that are about to, to come out. But I think one of the things 
is that in this season, you know, the Lord wants to remind us that our eyes have to be on Him. Number one, I think a lot of the younger people that have looked at ministers that have fallen, I've got some heroes and I, I that have, you know, made some different decisions that didn't finish well. Heroes of the faith. Uh, I don't I don't need to call them out by name or anything like that. But I think when you recognize that the big picture is that we're sons first, we got to stay low and always give God the credit. And I love what you said. You need people around you to help you manage the mantle. And I just remember years ago when uh, Evander Holyfield beat Mike Tyson and they asked him this pointed question. It stuck out. He says, what do you think is the difference between you and Mike? And he first began with all the similarities. He says, Mike does this, I do this and goes on and on. He says, but the real difference is Evander Holyfield right after, you know, Mike bit his ear, but, but Evander won. He says, the real difference between Mike and me is that I have people in my corner that can tell me no. Now, again, we're years removed from that. I, I would imagine there's been growth and change in Mike. I don't want to lock him into that. But I always think we got to have people in our lives that can rebuke us, people in our lives that can tell us things that we don't want to hear. We we have to have that man. And that that is such a secret to me, knowing you, that's such a secret to your longevity that you always have people around you that are able to do it. Hey, let me throw this other question at you. Unless you want, did you want to respond to that, bro? Yeah, just let me, for your audience, I've been writing about this extensively. When your integrity is greater than your influence, nothing can stop you. Integrity must be more important than influence. When your hunger for righteousness is greater than your fear of criticism, nothing can stop you. When you are driven by the anointing rather than ambition, nothing can stop you. Humility is the wineskin that manages the favor of God. Humility. And it's not rhetorical humility and it's not self-absorbed humility. True, legitimate, Holy Spirit sustained humility will manage the favor of God. 1 Corinthians 15.10, one of the iconic verses, the Apostle Paul, by the grace of God, I am what I am. My goodness. Keep it 100 tribe. You might be hearing a first. I'm actually speechless. That was so profound. If I had a mic that was detached, I would just drop it. That is so crazy. Hey, let me ask you this question and segue that. And that was just, that's so profound. I'm telling you, keep 100. You guys need to really listen to this podcast several times to get this. What do you feel, Sammy, God is saying in this season? Obviously, God is God. He's infinite and he says different things. But what do you feel is emphasized from the heart of the Father for us in this season of time we find ourselves? Yeah, this is a first Samuel chapter five moment. It is. I've, there's two narratives that really elevate our current reality. It's first Kings 17, 18, and 19. It's Elijah and Elisha. It's confronting Jezebel, you know, Baal and Ahab. It's transferring mantle from one generation to another. So it's second Kings, likewise, chapter two. It's, it's, it's that. But it's, I, it's first Samuel five. And that's when the Philistines captured the glory. And they were really excited because they really believed they captured the secret sauce. And they captured the glory of God in the box, the Ark of the Covenant, the secret weapon for Israel. And they put it in the temple of Dagon. It's that moment. Right now, the, 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 there are the Philistine spirits really believe they have successfully captured the glory. 30% of Christians have not come back to church after COVID. You talked about pastors and leaders, unfortunately, good people who, who unfortunately took their eyes off the prize and have, you know, be a moral turpitude for other reasons, have abandoned left the ministry or jeopardized the integrity of the ministry. So many things happen. The Generation Z, which is beautiful with great prophetic purpose, you know, qu- questioning the legitimacy of Christian faith and biblical orthodoxy that I see in Creed, not even believing in it, adhering to it. Oh, by the way, I'm talking about in the church. So I'm not talking about like, I'm talking about in the church. So this is, it looks like, wow, you know, like the Philistines have captured the glory. But what happened in Dagon's temple? They took the glory of God, the Ark of God, they placed it next to the statue of Dagon and Dagon collapsed. All right, what, what am I telling you? We are about to see every lie of the enemy collapse where the glory of God is fully manifest. I'm going to repeat that. In every family, in every 
every marriage, in every city, in every state, in every region, in every nation, in every generation where the glory of God is present, the lie of the enemy must collapse. We are about to see Dagon's fall throughout America. I'm, I'm telling you, the glory of God's about to manifest in such a 2 Corinthians 3, 18 way. The apostle Paul writes and says, hey guys, if you thought the glory that Moses saw was amazing, you haven't seen anything yet. Through Jesus, the glory of Jesus is way better. Matter of fact, you go from glory to glory and it never fades. We're about to see that. We're about to see that. The glory of God's about to manifest in you, in your family, your home, your marriage, your ministry, your health, your calling, your generation. Every lie of the devil, either in your mind or in your atmosphere or in your generation is about to collapse. So wherever the glory of God is present, Dagon falls. We are about to hear timber. We're about to hear a bunch of Dagon's collapse in the name of Jesus. That's what I sense is happening right now. Oh man, that is so profound. You know, it's funny. I was getting my quiet time today and just, I journal and just felt like the Lord uh, reminding me upon this rock, I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail. We've heard that scripture. We quoted that scripture. It's phenomenal. It's awesome. But I just felt the Lord begin to say to me, do you really get what that is referring to? And, and obviously uh, it refers to the sovereignty of God, the ecclesia and all of that. But he, he simplified it as God often does. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail. What does that mean? And so I'm journaling and that's what the Lord says. Hell will not have the last say. You got to understand that whole hey, thing of the gates hey. of hell will not prevail. Whoever prevails is the one that has the last say. And God says, I will have the last say. COVID is not going to have the last say. Putin is not going to have the last say. Man in North Korea is not going to have the last say. Uh, just civil discord, you just go down the list. And I feel like some of uh, fear-based, because during the whole COVID thing, the enemy dropped an incredible amount of fear at the same time that we were kind of struggling in terms of transition and identity as a church. And with all this fear that came, I think what happened is that we kind of moved from a revival mentality to a survival mentality. But now we got to shift that because some of the mindsets we developed in this last season won't serve us good in the next season. We have to remember that the Lord is going to have the final say. And and I, and I feel like it is a season of new wine. And so I love what you're saying about the day gods are falling. And, and a new wine requires a new wine skin. And so so God is about to change the operating system of the church as we know it. There's going to be dramatic change. I, I talked about in Mama Cindy's thing, the apostolic, I felt like God says we're in John 2, that he's making a whip and he's making wine. And we're seeing a cleansing of the temple, which is good. That, sh that shouldn't threaten us. You know, number one, it, it proves we're sons and daughters because he's only going to discipline sons and daughters, yes. first of all. Right. Second of all, consecration always comes before wonders. The, the Lord said to Joshua, consecrate yourself for tomorrow I'll do wonders in your midst. But the other thing, is he didn't just make a whip, he made wine and it was the yeah. best wine. And this is this kind of juxtaposed season that we're seeing, but I love what you're saying, bro. That and is amazing. In alignment of what you're saying, there, there is, remember the second, I referenced Kings, right? Second Kings, yeah. remember second Kings chapter four, when the prophet Elisha, the heir to the mantle of the prophet Elijah, when, when, when he is the, just going forward with this mantle of ministry, he has this encounter with the Shunammite woman. He, he would go to his lady's house and and, and for dinner and, and doing ministry work. And this woman had money and she decided with her husband, you know what? Why not make him a room? They made him a room in the roof terrace. The Bible, one version calls it an upper room because it was literally an upper room. So they made a room for him. And then subsequently, this woman in the room that she created for him goes through the open door. She stands at an open door to this room where he says, you know what? By this time next year, you haven't been able, you haven't been able to have a son. By this time next year, you're going to have a son in your hand. Here's what I hear the Holy Spirit say. 
saying, if we make room for him, an open door will accompany us wherever we go. If we make room for his glory, if, if there's a room, if there's room for, for expectation, if we make room for the manifestation of the sovereignty of Christ through signs and wonders, healings, miracles, works and deeds, through legitimate prophetic impartation, there will be an open door that no man will be able to shut or close. So we need to make room. The churches that make room will have an open door. The families that, that make room will experience an open door. An open door is directly proportional to you making room. Isaiah 54 verse 2, stretch your cords, make room. Something amazing is coming your way. You're going to have more kids. You who have been barren will have more children than those who have produced. Make room. Make room. An open door will accompany you. That's what's going to happen. We're already seeing that. God is making room for ministries and pastors and churches, for apostles, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And we're about to see social architects and cultural reformers emerge. We're about to see the production of transformative content. Watch this. That will speak to the heart, the head, and the hand. Content that, that will inform, inspire, and impart. Inspiration, information, impartation. The heart, the head, and the hand. Social architects, societal architects, cultural reformers, movement leaders are about to emerge. Hey, Dorothy, we're not in Kansas anymore. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Whoever tells you God is no longer moving, rebuke them. Whoever tells you the Holy Spirit stopped moving 2,000 years ago, don't buy them coffee. My point to you is God is moving. We're about to see more glory than ever before. And we're about to see a move of God that will make Azusa look like the opening act and the Jesus movement look like a rehearsal. More people are about to experience the glory of Jesus than ever before in human history. And he's going to do it in you, with you, for you, and through you. And you're part of this. Sorry for my getting God. so excited, man. No, are you kidding me, man? Oh my goodness. Wow. Hey, Sammy, you're going to be with us. By the way, for our listeners, Dr. Sammy Rodriguez and I, we just live double digit miles from each other. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> this is true. closer than it is, but it's a double digit miles. It's not too bad. He's in the Sacramento or I'm in the Bay Area. You're going to be joining us in Momentum. We've got an incredible group of people that we really feel have a voice. It's a now moment. Uh, I, for years, I, you know, I'd go to Sacramento for good meetings. I'd come up going to see Mario Murillo Capital Christian Center, Rich Wilkinson Capital Christian Center. We go down to Jubilee or Cathedral of Faith in San Jose and see people. But it was like the East Bay area where we're at. There are great works here. And so I, I would never uh, cast any type of shade on any of phenomenal people that are laboring, have labored. But for the most part, and I've heard outside itinerants say this, that they would come to the Bay Area and it was like there was a brass, there was a, a toughness, there was a plowing, there was a sludging and all these things. And yet what people don't know in terms of history, Amy Simple McPherson preached revivals in Oakland. And one night as she's going to revival, she takes a nap. She gets the vision of the fourfold gospel that she turned into four square denomination, immediately went down to Los Angeles in time, got, you know, Angelus Temple and started the whole four square movement, but she got it in Oakland. And so we're inviting you and many others. You have any kind of thought, inclination, sense, just any kind of word for Momentum Conference, January 19th, 2021st in the East Bay area. And we're going to have Sammy Rodriguez with us. You got any thoughts on that, bro? Yeah, there, there are conferences that you should highly consider attending. And then there are conferences you must attend. This is must attend. I'm, I'm not kidding. There is so much prophetic purpose, so much word of heaven. One word will change your life. This conference is a gathering that will literally launch you into occupying the promises of God, shifting and creating atmosphere in 2023. This is the conference. Momentum begins this January, the Bay Area. You must be there. You need to register. You need to show up. Tell other people about this. I'm telling you, this is the 
prophetic conference to kick off 2023. Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, man, I literally, you know, we, you and I, we could talk for hours, but you just got off a plane. So I'm going to kind of begin to land the plane. How can we stay in contact with you? I know you got a brand new book out. Anything, any book you've ever written is profound. You're articulate, you're intelligent, just, and Holy Ghost. But how can we stay in contact with you? Maybe people that come in the Sacramento area, just give us anything and everything that we could promote and get this thing out. PastorSam.com. Thank you. You're very gracious. PastorSam.com on our social media platforms, Instagram, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez. Same thing for Facebook. Same thing for YouTube, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez. Same thing for Twitter, just Pastor Samuel Rodriguez. We did write a book. It's called Power for Your Day. It just came out and uh, it's a great Christmas gift. It's my first devotional. I've written 10 books, but my first devotional got already blessed and made it into a number one bestseller. And that's all God again. That's all God. 45 days to finding more purpose and peace in your life. And again, you know, go get it. But more, more importantly, join me. I'm going to be joining my dear friend since the early 1990s, one of the most legitimate prophetic voices on the planet. I do believe that gathering in January will, will, will literally launch what we're about to see in 2023. Get ready to occupy the promises of God. Join me. Momentum. Let's do this. Woo. Hey, Sammy, I love you, bro. You are one love of you. my favorite guys. Whenever I get with you, like I'm, I'm going to have to run around and, and go get on the, <laughs> my, my elliptical machine or run, man. You got me so fired up, praying in tongues the entire time. Bro, thanks so much for spending this time. Give our love to your family. Our daughters went to college together at the they same did. school. And uh, so did. we're both connected. And man, anything we can ever do, Chris and I, we love you and Evie, man. Anything we can ever do to help you, just let us know. Love you guys. Let's go change the world. Oh my word. I mean, the man is so profound. He brings such truth and revelation and he fires me up. I don't know about you, Keep 100 Tribe. I mean, are you fired up right now? <laughs> and get ready because that's just that's just the beginning. Like you're going to get in-person experience with that man of God of momentum. I mean, he's just a walking truth bomb. Yes, he is. And man, I love that guy. I got so fired up. Can't wait to have him. And right now, Keep It 100 Tribe, get ready for one of our favorite portions of our podcast, the Keep It 100 Takeaways. In this episode, we want to give you two principles for spiritual momentum. The first principle is momentum is affected by seasons and times. Momentum has a rhythm. And sometimes what people don't realize is that there are certain seasons and times that seem to give more of a favorable background for your momentum. And there are other seasons and times that you feel like the inertia to get your momentum going or continued is more challenged. And the reason why I say it is right now we're in a time where there's a hustle and bustle of the holidays. We want the spirit of Christmas, which is Jesus' spirit, but there's also a Christmas spirit, right? You go around the mall, you go around people that are shopping right now, the traffic jams, and you can get so caught up in all of this stuff. And we, we know what Christmas is about. It's about the birth of Jesus coming in the world, the new life and the promise. He is the living propitiation of our sins. But some people, they've made it obviously about the Santa Claus. They made it about Rudolph. They made it about all these other different characters. Some people don't even have anything to do. Like, what does Bart Simpson have to do with Christmas? Y'all? Okay. But back to the point, momentum is affected when your rhythm gets increased by the hustle and bustle, by the stress, by the anxiety. And some people, Christmas time is a tough time. Tragically, news broke this past week that Stephen Twitch Boss, who is Ellen's show's DJ, and he was also on the show, Do You Think You Want to Dance? Tragically committed suicide, left a suicide note speaking of the challenges that he faced. And we want to lift up his wife, his family in prayer, and those that were close to him. That's got to be a very difficult thing to deal with. 
with, and we know that the answer lies in knowing the heart of Jesus for us, particularly during times like that. So we need to continually lift them up in prayer. We all feel the pressures and pulls of this time, and many people can feel the extra weight and sometimes alienation of strained relationships. And this is really real. This is something that a lot of people have had to deal with during this season, both by it being close to Christmas, but also the season we've come out of. And yet we've got to understand that God has a purpose. He's got a rhythm. So if there's anyone listening right now, you're going through a tough time. I think part of the solution is making sure that the hustle and bustle around you doesn't alter your spiritual momentum towards God, but your spiritual momentum can be affected by that. So during this season, just make extra time to get alone with God, get extra time in his word, ask God to put a fire inside of your heart. Recognize that even though it's the, it's the holiday season, you're going to be around a lot of different people. And sometimes that's a challenge for certain families. Just make sure you're getting time with the Lord because he is the one that deposits momentum. He has made you for momentum. And as you walk in his momentum, you will have the impact that God ordained your life to have. That's so good. That's so good, baby. The second and final takeaway this week is momentum is enhanced by atmospheres and associations. You know, we all focus on atmospheres externally, but I actually want to bring this internally because a lot of times, yes, we have an atmosphere in our nation. We have the what Sean just talked about really profoundly, the atmospheres around us. But I want to talk about momentum, which is a move of God that doesn't stop within you. The atmosphere internally within you is actually what protects, but also fuels momentum that move of God. I've recognized that the greatest place of momentum that happens in me is when I'm having that daily connection with God. Because if I'm not having that place of connection and settledness internally, my internal atmosphere will then match my external atmosphere. So when the external atmosphere is all crazy, bustling, horns being honked, traffic jams, impatience, my internal will match my external if I have not made my internal atmosphere rooted and grounded in the presence of God. And I have found a again and again, connection with the Lord, but also connection with other believers is so key. None of us are meant to be islands, but we're meant to have a relationship with the Lord vertically and then with one another horizontally. Those places of connection are key in building and fueling our momentum. I've recognized again and again when I found myself in seasons of isolation or busyness or even just travel, we're on the road, we're doing God's work. The power and necessity of having community around me, of like-hearted people where we're running together, we're praying together. We're speaking life together. We're declaring God's promises over one another. That fuels the momentum in my life and it will fuel the momentum in your life. And then I talked about associations. We talked about momentum is enhanced by atmospheres. I talked about internal. And then I talk about associations. That's the people you're running with. Whom are you allowing to sit at your kitchen table is key to what you're going to be eating. And I want you to understand what you're eating, what you're feasting on is going to be key to what is fueling the momentum. Are you feasting on what isn't happening, what God you think isn't doing, or what's not taking place? Or are you recognizing uh, and, and aligning yourself with people that are going to speak what God's promises are, that are people of faith, not of denying reality, but where their faith is greater than maybe the contradiction you might find yourself living in. And they remind you of God's word and who God is. We want our atmospheres. We want our associations to be fueled with the faith and the word of God, because that my friends is what enhances, but also keeps pushing 
launching momentum in your life. And with that, you guys, as we're concluding this episode on momentum, that it basically ignites that flame within you to understand that you carry a fire. And as a flame bearer of the Lord, you have to keep your fire burning. And in this season where a lot of people are getting burnt out, you keep your fire burning. You do what you have to do to stoke that fire, to keep that flame going. And understand that it may be the season and the times of the end of the year, but God is going to launch us into this next year with something super amazing. And remember, we believe that as you are going to gather together with other believers, and maybe even some of you that are listening to this, that you're deciding, you know what, I feel like I'm supposed to come to your Momentum Conference. We believe that momentum will be enhanced by that atmosphere and pay attention to that. And with that, a Merry Christmas to everybody. Thanks so much for being with us. Merry Christmas, you guys. And as we wrap 2022, we want to just thank you for being a faithful listener to the Keep It 100 podcast. We literally do this for you. So we're so honored that we're a part of your lives twice a month. And we're just grateful that you are a faithful listener. And we're excited for what 2023 is going to bring in the Keep It 100 tribe. Thanks so much for tuning into the Keep It 100 podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and refer us to your friends. And be sure to click that subscribe button so that you're alerted as soon as new episodes drop. Help us get the word out. Share this link on your social media platforms and check us out at seanandkristasmith.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Sean and Krista Smith Ministries. We would love to hear from you on how this podcast has impacted you. So be sure to show us some love. And you do not want to miss next episode, Keep 100 Tribe, because we're going to be continuing some thoughts and some guests, special guests on Momentum. And remember, relief may change your circumstance, but a revelation will change you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Keep It 100 podcast with Sean and Krista Smith. Keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at seanandkristasmith.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Keep it 100.